Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Content Creators University. For those of you who do not know me, my name is JP Hattech. I am a cinematographer, software developer, and branding expert. After several years in the industry, I've decided to open this digital master school to help any content creator level up and impact in this world with the things and tools that we need. As we understand technology is what this is all about, and technology is always, always growing. So this is a platform that's going to teach us the things that we need to understand to keep growing, to keep impacting, and to keep evolving so that we can be the best version of ourselves and truly, truly get the things that we need to take our endeavors, our businesses, our vision to the destination it needs to get. So welcome, buckle up uh, for this episode. Let's get started. my friend how's it going Pierre? welcome to the show listen listen man i feel like i feel like i've arrived in some ways <laughs> i've been here with you man so it's an honor to hang out with you my pleasure man the honor is all mine as well again thank you so much for accepting our invitation to come and teach us share your wisdom folks you gotta know he gets paid top dollar for this so uh get ready take note because i am excited now pierre one thing that we always say every single week is all of our guests right are um professors so you are going to be our professor today but before we get started uh, i want you to take a minute introduce yourself to the folks that don't know you give us more information about who you are and everything all, all the juice please you know, what's so cool about my life and my work is I, I, I was the kid that at times I got in trouble for talking a little bit too much in school. I also got in trouble sometimes for talking a little bit too much in the family growing up. Always had a joke, always had a witty comeback, always trying to jump into an adult's conversation and give give my two cents. And now I, I get pl- get paid very well to facilitate life changing conversations. So as a keynote speaker, as a workshop facilitator, as a leadership coach, I teach leaders and their teams how to better assess their strengths, how to shape stronger organizational cultures, and how to foster the relationships that lead to personal and professional transformation. And I'll tell you, with all of my leadership development work, with all of my training, with all of my experience, being a husband and being a dad are my two leaders, biggest leadership joys. But they're also my two biggest leadership challenges, and I'm learning each <laughs> every day. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. And I relate 100% as a father and husband myself. That is true, right? Working hard every single day to build that legacy at the same time, um, having that challenge and making sure we are keeping them safe in a world that is ruthless today, man. I mean, yeah. it's just some, it's something else. It's something else, brother. So thank you so much. Now, we have an amazing conversation, but before we do that, right, we want to connect a little more with you and learn more about uh, the things you like or the things you do. So I got a, a list of questions here for you. So first thing I want to ask you, are you an early bird or a night owl, Pierre? Ooh, it's night owl, man. Night owl. Unless we're, <laughs> unless we're going on a trip, unless I'm fine on a plane to go work with a client, uh, it's, it's night owl. We're going to stay up late. Staying up late, chilling, <laughs> and then also with the with the wife right after we put the kids to bed. That's my life, man. That's what I do. <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Absolutely, man. Taking advantage of that. All right. Next question will be, um, are you more movie and popcorn at home or video games uh, uh, during the weekend? 
movie and popcorn we're a movie and popcorn family i grew up as a video game kid all right so i grew up i'm an 80s baby so super nintendo well nintendo entertainment system blow blow into the cartridge super yes, nintendo sir. sega genesis I, gr- I grew up on video games my daughter's not so much i tried man i really tried you know for a long stretch they were heavy mm-hmm. into the nintendo switch for a long stretch but that kind of died off. So on the, on the weekends, it's always popcorn. And it's always movies going in my house. Wow. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Man, that's me all day as well. My wife tell me, you, you, what do you like? I mean, after everybody's asleep, right? Because, you know, the wife doesn't, my wife doesn't always like uh, action movies and stuff like that. So I, after I've given the family what they wanted to watch, what do I do? Now I'm going to go ahead and put my action, <laughs> action <laughs> movies up. <laughs> yes, sir. And I love my, it. My wife loves movies. But sometimes our genres are are different. So I'm mm-hmm. like, a dry, I'll watch a dry documentary style war story, you know, and my, my wife is more into into the suspense. Uh, we we kind of oh, meet when, okay. when it comes to action, uh, but our genres are a little bit different when it comes to movies. So I, f- I find my own TV and watch what I want to watch. There you go. <laughs> There you go, man. That's the beauty of it. Now, let me ask you this. Are you French fries or mashed potatoes with some gravy on it, man? Listen, now, if I'm making the mashed potatoes, not only do I want them, everybody wants them. All right. I got world class. Okay. You got, okay. You're, you're a world class branding expert. I make world class mashed potatoes. Okay. Okay. Thank <laughs> Oh, nice, man. I did, hey, I just learned something new and didn't know that, man. Okay. 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 I got you, man. Now, this question, man, I, I, when I was putting it together, I was like, I wonder how he's going to answer this. So let me ask you, Pierre, um, are you workout at the gym or virtual VR experience? Okay, the, you know, don't react badly to this, JP. Okay. I've never had a virtual VR wow. workout experience. See, I knew you. I knew you. Wow. <laughs> I, I've never. <laughs> I don't even think I put on a headset, man. I can't. Nope. Wow. No, I have Man. I have. Okay. Well, I folks. <laughs> let's say welcome to the content careers university man that is what we do uh and if you didn't know i know there's a lot of folks just like you man that have never done it and there's a first for everyone if you didn't know yeah man you can uh the quest 2 is amazing uh, i purchased it and I, I was like, man, it's just a hype. No, it's not, man. It, it, it's a real experience. Uh, it's amazing. Um, and it's, it doesn't break the bank. For the folks that are listening, you can uh, watch Content Careers University on your quest in your VR every single week. I'm excited about that. Go ahead and connect with that and connect with a subscriber in your VR and let's connect every week. All right. So I know, Pierre, you're the workout, right? Okay, cool. Now we're about to dive into uh, everything that we, we're here for today, right? Um, all the questions and talking about creativity, leadership, and the things that you do best, right? Building others so they can offer the best versions of themselves. But before I ask you those questions, let me ask you, we are doing the celebration of Black History Month. So I want to ask you, when you hear that, Black History Month, when you hear that, um, what does it make you think of as a black man living in America today? This this is a little tough for me. I, my parents are from Arkansas and Mississippi, so southern U.S. They grew up in this, born in the 50s, late 50s. My parents grew up in the 60s, amid the racial tensions of America. And mm-hmm. they have... They, so many stories they told me about growing up and what life was like for them. And when I got older, my parents 
bought an ebony ebony magazine black history encyclopedia it was a uh, five or six volume set i believe and we would sit on the floor and we would read these stories of all of these amazing people who've done amazing things and i said as a kid you know i want to be i want to be one of those amazing people so hmm. when i think about black history there are a couple of things that come to mind one modern technology tons of opportunity great things going on in our world but still a gap mm -hmm. still a gap in recognition still a gap in awareness still still a gap in mindset in many regards but also with that gap comes an amazing opportunity and part of i believe my legacy is to create a scenario where my kids and my my kids generation can look back to some of the great things that have happened historically uh, with our people in our country but also they don't have to create a scenario where they don't have to look that far back to find inspiration like go go as far back and get the complete history but when we're looking for an example a role model a story of making it a story of impact and influence we have those older stories but mm -hmm, also to mm -hmm. be able to leave behind a more modern story uh, that fits the paradigm and allows people to celebrate their history and story as well man fantastic fantastic answer man that got me inspired because it is true um that we have two dynamics right we have a dynamic of our generation right um growing and then the the newer generation and as we're raising them uh trying to merge both right the classic history and the modern history trying to put those together and make and help them understand because we have a different generation to have a different desire different focus right as technology we just mentioned talking about vr and everything Thing. technology has gotten to a, a, a different level so they're more in tune into the technology so how do we bring that classic history uh, you know background merge it with the technology of today and make that interesting to our current generation which is what that resonates in my heart when I think about black history um, as a, a technologist myself as a uh, you know a leader in technology um, that is crucial how can we bring that together which is why I'm so excited about this series that we're doing uh, you know, celebrating black successful creators and leaders uh, during this month. And also, you know, that as a as a father and as a man, um, that allows me to step back and, and think about all the leaders in the past. Right. Um, those that impacted generations. And I always say one thing. Everybody impacts a generation because if you impact one life, you are impacting yeah. an entire generation. One person is an entire generation. And um, if you are um, a leader, in my humble opinion, you are making a difference. And we all have a different purpose and a different um, path to walk. And that depends on first our understanding of things, how we're applying the knowledge that we have onto um our life and also how are we sharing that knowledge, right? Which is the other aspect of it. That leads me to the next question. You know, the sharing knowledge as a leader, um, here you are, you help people do that. But before um, you started doing that, you had to define yourself, what it meant to you, uh, a leader, what that meant to you. And I want you to share that with the folks uh, that are listening and watching this show uh, for Pierre Quinn. What does it mean to be a leader today? You know, this this definition, JP, has has continued to evolve you know, over the years as I've as I've worked with different people, as I've gone on a journey of self-discovery uh, for myself and 
at its root, it's the same, but the nuance of it continues to shift. And when I think about leadership today, I think about individuals who who bring the experience of who they are. I think that's very important, like who you are in terms of your beliefs, in terms of your values, in terms of your attitude and your worldview. So you bring who you are and you bring what you offer in terms of skills, talent, ability, who you are and what you offer, and you step into a gap. Hmm. Who you are, what you are, what you offer, you step into the gap and stepping into that gap leads to a closing of that gap in some form or fashion. For me today, that's that's how I define leadership. I find a lot of people who have a lot of experience. We find a lot of people who are gifted. They're talented. They're skilled. They're educated. They got degrees, certifications, whatever it is. But but sometimes it's difficult for those individuals to step into a gap and a gap is anywhere that there is a distinguishable, discernible need and and bring who they are and what they offer into that space for the intention of closing that gap, for bringing the pieces together and, and facilitating transformation. I know a lot of well-meaning, talented people who are afraid to step into gaps. Hmm. And you cannot lead effectively unless you step into a gap. You're wherever there's a deficiency that fits what your interests and skills are and experience there's an efficiency there's a lack there's a need for training there's a need for upskilling there's a need for development it's part of the reason why you've had those experiences and why you've received that training so that you can help close the gap for for other people and it, i mean as we're celebrating black history right we're talking about individuals and you have an amazing amazing panel of people that you're interviewing and if we go back earlier in history, we're talking about people who closed the gap for other people. Gifted, talented, skilled, courageous. They brought that to situations where there were sometimes extreme lack and huge gaps. And sometimes their nudge was huge and sometimes their nudge was smaller. But no matter no matter what they did, as we look at their stories, we, we recognize and celebrate them for their work in closing the gap. Wow, that is amazing, right? That is amazing what you said, right? Working towards closing that gap, which is crucial, which is crucial. And, we, and you know, our forefathers and, uh, you know, uh, they've been working on closing that gap for generations. Yeah. And here we are picking up the torch where they left off and try trying to do the same thing. Uh, because my next question was going to ask you about your why, right? Why yeah. exactly? Uh, because your bio, I was reading your bio and it clearly says that you build stronger cultures and foster transformative relationships. And so I'm like, as he's doing that, well, there must be a reason, right? A more intimate reason as of why you decided, because you could have decided to do a number of things, Pierre. Like, there's so much that you could have done. I mean, seriously, I mean, you just mentioned you used to love playing video games. I mean, there's so many tangents you could have gone to, right? But you decided to focus on leadership and, 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 and fostering, you know, a, a new leaders and, and building the current ones and providing a substance and, 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 and so, uh, you know, resources for people to use and to keep growing and which we need. Right? You know, I mean, I would say everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs somebody to uh, check in with. Right. Even the, 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 the president of the United States. Oh, has absolutely. a private circle where he asks he had his advisors about uh, about advices and feedback to brainstorm on decisions and things like that. Can you share with us 
that little intimate information as of why did you decide to go on this journey? JP, you know, I'm going to try to do this as quickly as I can in terms of movements and perspectives. Okay. So if I go to a little, to, to being a, a young kid, I grew up in the house of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Grew up in the house of an entrepreneur. My father, grandmother, and uncle owned a, a dry cleaners and a commercial laundry facility. And actually we had three, three buildings, a delivery system, six, $700,000 in, in government contracts to do dry cleaning work, to do sheriff's uniforms and lab coats and all the, all cleaning, all of the things for all of the people and, and watching how in the late nineties, my family lost that building because of some lost the business because of some leadership challenges. During the same time, I watched my father collaborate with and reach out to other entrepreneurs in the city. And I saw so many people, so many people who had such gifts, I don't, you know, growing up in a culture where growing up in my neighborhood, there's someone who can fix cars and there's someone who can do hair and there's someone who mm-hmm. can cook well. They have all of these skills, but they don't know how to sustain those skills and lead to greater profitability and greater transformation. They don't they they have the skills to do a job, but not the skills to lead a business and lead a team. So I saw this picture when I was a kid. If you fast forward to to freshman year of college mm-hmm. and I go out for freshman class president on a whim, I write a speech on a napkin and give a speech. I win freshman class president. Someone else who was running for freshman class president says to me, she was just irritated. She said, <laughs> she says, she says, great words don't make great leaders. Oh, and that got me. Oh, hmm. that stung, man. She said, great words don't make great leaders. And she, she was she was upset because she wanted to be freshman class president. A couple of months later, I led the freshman class to a battle of classes competition at our school. The freshmen never win battle of classes. It's a it's a team building competition games. And we won because of my best friend and I led the charge of what it looked like to face these challenges and win these games. So I'm having this little drip of what it means to lead a transformation. You fast Mm. forward to graduate school. Now I'm teaching. I'm teaching freshman students. And I realized when I put my students in group projects that they're having a tough time because higher education teaches us how to be smart as individuals. My grades, my project, my, my proposal, my portfolio. I was taking these freshman students and challenging them to be smart together. And they didn't understand leadership and team building. So at that point, as a graduate student, I said, this is what I'm going to focus on. Everything for me will go through the lens of leadership. Fast forward a couple of years later, and I think this is the biggest one for me, is when I started pastoring, I went back to grad school, went to theological seminary, and got an opportunity to pastor a small church in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I had three years of seminary training. I had a graduate degree in communication. I had taught for, for several years up to that point. I worked in different industries. And when I got dropped into this role, I had no idea what to do. And I said, I said, I want to come alongside leaders who are sitting in a seat of responsibility for the first time and have no idea what they're supposed to do and and help them wrestle with feelings of uncertainty, feelings of doubt, working through those and stepping into those gifts, talent, skills and ability, stepping into the gap with those things 
and and making a difference. So that's sort of a long winded answer to how I got sparked to do this. But that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Man, I love it. I love it. And it, it resonates a lot with me. Right. Um, and, and because that is that is everything in essence, everything that content creators universities is about. Right. Empowering others to lead in whatever aspect industry they're in by leveraging something that we all use, which is technology. Mm. And that's why I love uh, the topic of today's conversation is why leaders need to leverage creativity um, in today's society, right? Uh, because one thing that we notice, right, is that pretty much every organization is trying in some way or another to leverage content creation Mm -hmm. Um, in order to drive whether it's more traffic, increase sales, or what have you, whatever it is, they're using that to increase, right, uh, their businesses. But it ain't always used to be like this. <laughs> so my thing there is, as a professional, why do you think that people all of a sudden are tapping more into it, organizations are trying to tap more into this? Uh, why? Why that? And why is this so important in your opinion? You know, I think when we think about content creation, it, it was almost like from a gatekeeper perspective, right? If you go back several years, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting on a show now, Content Creators University. I feel like in some ways I'm sitting on whatever your news brand of choice is. I feel I feel like that. The quality, the Appreciate quality, that, man. the interaction, what you do, and I've watched you for a while. But think, think back several years ago, you couldn't do something like this unless you had a lot of money unless mm -hmm. you had a lot of money because with this with this with with this platform with with your voice with what you share there there comes a perspective of influence which is a key part of leadership i think for a lot of organizations if you go back to the definition that i shared before they recognize that content creation allows them to step into gaps in different ways allows them to close gaps in different ways one of the biggest gaps that we deal with is the competition for time hmm. competition for time is a huge a huge gap now as a as an 80s kid right grew up in the 80s popular tv shows of the 90s i have mine one of my favorite shows was growing up was family matters <laughs> family matters so you know, Family Matters happened to come on the same night that I was going to choir rehearsal as a kid. Mm -hmm. So, and and you you know how it was, JP. If you <laughs> missed, if somebody didn't stick a VHS and a VCR and it hit record for you, if you missed an episode of anything, it was gone. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely gone. I think individuals and businesses are recognizing regardless of how many people we have watching content creators university right now this this episode mm -hmm. what happens is this exchange the influence and impact from this exchange reverberates for years i've had i've had podcast interviews that i've done and it'll be randomly some night at 11 p.m someone will hop into the comments on mm -hmm. a on a on a YouTube video, on a podcast episode that I recorded three years ago and say that conversation was so valuable. Thank you. So <laughs> True. Much. So mm -hmm. businesses are recognizing, wait, 
I can in a in a 24 hour capacity help connect with the people that I'm looking to attract and individuals are recognizing that wait there are no gatekeepers that way anymore and I could be a I could be an analyst by day a data analyst by day and a top chef with a YouTube channel or TikTok by night and I can express my creativity and and widen my influence well I'm going for it and now you see big brands partnering with content creators to elevate their brands in a totally unique way wow <laughs> man that was true man <laughs> once you missed that episode <laughs> once nobody recorded records it man you're in trouble like it's gone forever man you can't get it back and today we have so many avenues man um youtube social media uh tv amazon fire platform apple uh you know, uh, you name it. We have ways not only to do things that we were not able to do at a fraction of the cost, but when we do it, we can get back to it so easily and it stays there forever. That is amazing. Talking about making a dent in the universe, talking about impacting yeah. and having that little thing working for you because you never know who's going to watch what where or when which is why i always i always say tell people it's not about how many people is watching it while you're live it's simply about making sure you're holding those conversations because you never know when that will be a blessing to somebody that might be going through something at a certain period of their life and they're going to come up and discover that broadcast that video that little segment um that you shared that little word which is something that i appreciate uh, about you pierre because i started following you and i've noticed one thing that you do right um you on instagram will post those those little words right that's gonna cause somebody to think you know uh, cause you to start rethinking the same way you've been looking at the same thing but in a different from a different perspective which i appreciate from you but from somebody like me when i'm looking at you as a guy that is all about cinematography web designing and all those type of things that i do i'm like look at how this leader is using creativity to share a message that quote unquote could have been observed as boring, right? But that same way, you're taking a completely different approach in the delivery method mechanism that you're using. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about leveraging that creativity. Because somebody, right, as, as we're planning this, somebody messaged me and said, That's good, but I wonder why put an accent on creativity. That's what somebody said. And I'm like, That's good. So now, let me bring you and let me ask you, why is it that we have to be in, 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 in multiple ways a little more creative in the way we're delivering our messages? All right. So let's go. Let's go old school business, uh, business class, 400 level business class. I mean, let's right. go back 100 level, 100 level business class, classic business case. Right. The uh, we've we've beaten this dead horse but it works for our conversation right now. Again, growing up in the 80s and growing up in the 90s. So growing up in the 80s, growing up in the 90s for me, Saturday night was blockbuster night. 
Saturday night was blockbuster night. And if you did not get the blockbuster by a certain time, there were no, in the beginning it was VHS and it eventually moved to DVDs Mm -hmm. on the shelf. And Blockbuster had the lion's share of the home entertainment market for several years. And I think that's the challenge for, especially if we start to talk about legacy businesses Mm -hmm. that have been successful over the years. We talk about legacy churches and legacy schools. We've had so much success over the years. Our, our, Our brand positioning is solid. And we're like, if it's not broke, why fix it? Mm-hmm. The market always changes. The market always shifts. And if you don't shift, one of the big things about leading in this, this, this disrupted environment is that there is a call for innovation. And innovation is not just let's, let's rethink our whole, our, our whole framework. Innovation is sometimes let's just rethink our approach Let's change chairs and look at it from a different perspective. And what creativity allows you to do is that it allows you to look at things from different perspectives, which is so crucial, so crucial for a leader. It rarely, in, as a leader, are things static. Mm-hmm. Rarely mm-hmm. is it linear. More often than not, not you're going to be thrown a wrinkle. And when you're thrown a wrinkle, you have to be able to adapt. Now, here, here's the beautiful part about this, JP. As a leader, even if I don't deem myself to be a creator, oh man, I get so excited talking about this stuff. Even if I don't deem myself to be a creator or creative, I have two distinct opportunities. One, get a creative on my team. Get several <laughs> creatives on my team collaborate with my creative friends, be around creative people, figure out how they think. The other piece is I have the distinct opportunity to be a master curator, Mm. master content curator. And curation is think museum. Museums don't create anything new with the exception of the trinkets they give you in the gift shop, possibly. But the creativity for the museum is the arrangement of things that have already all, already been made. Their creativity is in how those things are arranged for your particular experience. So I might not be if on a t- I'm leading my team through uh, innovation. I'm leading my team through a change. Hey, I might not be the most creative person, mm-hmm. but what I can do as a curator. I can create a podcast and interview people who have led their organization through change. That becomes our, the podcast sponsored by my organization for my employees. I'm not the creator. I'm the curator. I bring the talent. I bring the wise minds. I bring the innovators. I hold space for the conversation and eventually some of their creative perspective and spark rubs off on me. And also I create opportunities to leverage the creators because creators is not, we know it's not just video. It's not just audio, not just graphic design. Sometimes it's ways of thinking about the problem and allowing some of my creators to facilitate some of these conversations so that we can see things from a different perspective. I love that. I love that because the question that came to me, which I added to the list of questions that I had sent to you and you saw that is what is is a leader 
or should a leader be a creator? If so, why? And and you just, in in ways in different ways answered that question. Yeah. It, it, and the thing is that you just said, right, quote unquote, um, there are leaders that do not consider themselves a traditional creator. But at the same time, we need to understand that creativity has something else to do with creating content the way it's defined in today's society. Um, because if we were to go to the root uh, definition of the word creator, um, and we've looked into that in this show before, creator says that Google tells you, or the dictionary tells you that creator is anybody that's bringing something into existence. So my thing is, are you bringing anything to existence? Businesses yeah. or you name it, whatever wasn't there before. Even a post on social media, it wasn't there before until you posted that. So yeah. whatever you bring into existence makes you a creator because you created that. And in order to create something, you had to tap into something called creativity, right? That creativity is what we tapped into, which is abstract, by the way. But we yeah. tap into that and we, we make that right? A physical, tangible thing now, which is living within the ecosystem of technology in today's world that we live in. So that is crucial that we understand that. And also what I love that you said, what I love is that we need to look at or at least adopt a different philosophy in the way we approach things, right? Which is one of the core values of a leader, being mm -hmm. able to think outside the box, right? Being able to step back, have a fresh perspective. And I also appreciate what you added to that up here is having a creative within your team. Oh, man. man, that is phenomenal. Like a leader knows the strength and weakness. First of all, you know your own strength and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Now you, you're able to identify the strength and weaknesses of the people that are in your team. And as you do that, you're able to develop a format which is a recipe for success, which is what? I know what I need in order for my team to be successful. So what am I going to do? I will go ahead and look for those individuals, those talents, right? Because, I mean, we cannot do it all by ourselves. That's a fact. And a leader knows that, right? And as we go look for those people, now we're building a team of uh, what I called, uh, you know, conquerors, right? Uh, now you're going to conquer the world and you're going to be successful now. Talking about that, though, right, there are some leaders that will tell you, well, I have a small business, right? And I see today that organizations are, are, are trying to do podcasts or um, doing the traditional content creation. Do I need that, right? I'm not into social media. Um, I, I just want to do my business and, and move on. What can you say to that type of individual or person that's wondering if that will be a benefit or um, if they should even care about it? You know, I, I think this gets a lot of individuals and we're, we're blown away. We're blown away by a JP high tech because we see we see all of the pieces. We see wonderful hosting. We see great graphics. We see great technical acumen. And we say, I can't do that. I'm not skilled enough to do that, or I don't have the time to do that. I think this goes back to what we were talking about before, recognizing my role in the creative process or the outcomes that I'm looking for. A television host, in most cases, now in this world, we're really integrated. 
But before your television host didn't run cameras, your mm-hmm. television host didn't edit. They, they, they didn't do audio engineering. Now we have some convergence of that. But I think there's also an opportunity to to go back to a previous perspective on it. I don't have to be the one to push the buttons. If I have an idea, I can outsource. As a matter of fact, as a leader, there's probably more things that you need to be outsourcing that you're not. And you're overwhelmed because you're thinking about all the buttons and the posting and getting everything right. Find Mm -hmm. someone that that is their zone of genius. I'm not trying to be JP high tech. I'm not trying to that's I, JP high tech is JP high tech. <laughs> but what I will do is I will watch JP high tech. I will, I will study the notes. I will look in the comments on YouTube. Oh, that's the camera. That's the microphone. Okay. That's how the setup. I need an intro. Okay. I need a, I need mm-hmm. a bumper. Okay. I need some graphics. Fine. And then if I don't have the bandwidth, I find somebody. There are so many people out there who love bells, whistles, transitions, buttons, the technical pieces of bringing the story together. And what I love about this, because I've, I've, I've produced a lot of stuff before, what I love about this, I just have to sit here and talk. <laughs> True. <laughs> and you can be in a scenario where just because it's your show doesn't necessarily mean that you have to create the graphics. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to edit it. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do all the technical pieces. But in the world that we live in, and this I, it, this is February, and I'm in a in a a short creative respite as I'm recalibrating. Mm-hmm. In this world that we live in. You have to understand what success looks like in the framework of where you are right now. Before, it was direct mail. Mm-hmm. Mailing mm-hmm. thousand people, you know, you get an email, uh, uh, a physical mailing list, and you you send that postcard to everybody in the neighborhood. You know, door to door, knock on the right. door. Hey, when was the last time you had new windows? I'm a window expert. I can tell you. Even in the mall, there are people who clean your sneakers, right? Hey, man, let me mm-hmm. clean your shorts. Let me spray it on you. Let me show you how much I'm an expert at this. You are doing a disservice to your gifts, talents, skills, and abilities if you are not putting yourself in a position for more people to hear your voice. That might not necessarily be for transaction's sake for you to say, hey, I'm trying to make money. Okay, I get it. It doesn't have to be. But there are more people who need to be impacted by your zone of genius. The word I picked for 2022, what year is it? 2022. 2022. Yes, sir. Amplify. Mm -hmm. I picked that word. And then I got an invitation to be on Content Creators University. The reason why I accepted the opportunity, because I said JP High Tech as a cross-section of individuals that I might not ever get to speak to, to share my experiences and my perspectives. And I would do myself a disservice if I did not take the opportunity to elevate my voice as a leader and as a teacher of leaders. So whatever your expertise is, if it's washing windows, if it's baking cookies, if it's balancing checkbooks and keeping people out of tax trouble, as your voice is elevated, as more people experience you, you actually leave a greater impact and a greater legacy. 
You don't have to do everything. But in this world, we're done with direct mail like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In this world, we're done with door-to-door in that way. The new direct mail, the new door-to-door is social media. It's video proof. It's conversations like these. And you don't have to be in every sandbox, but you need to pick one to play in. You ain't got to be in every sandbox, man, but you got to pick one to play in. I love that, man. Talking about that, man, we're going to go ahead and take a quick ad break and we'll come back. When we come back, what I want us to talk about is for the folks that actually will be like, Pierre, now help me, right? Help me. I really, it's hard for me to be creative. It's hard for me to use that. I'm a leader. I'm a manager. I'm a supervisor. I influence somebody, right? What are the things that I need to consider in order to be successful, in order to be able to really tap into that creativity that I know I have, but I've been struggling with? Well, we'll talk about that when we return. So, Pierre, stay with me. Let's go ahead and run this quick ad, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. This is Todd. Hi. This is Todd's mom. everybody if you just joining us i want to go ahead and welcome you here to the content careers university we've been here with my special guest pierre quinn and we've been talking about uh the importance of um, you know us leaders leveraging creativity right to impact more and grow that impact um considering today's technology and everything that we have at our fingertip understanding the difference between the classic world you know 80s and everything that we had and how hard it used to be for us right to do the things that we're doing today and how easy it is today but also understanding priority and how to place ourselves in a position of winning so that is fantastic i want to thank you pierre uh for all of this jams that you've been dropping for us again thank you so much for everything and now we are here uh to ask you okay we heard you we understand the value proposition we understand the importance of tapping into that leverage in technology creativity in order to put our voice and grow um so that like you just said right uh, there's certain people that are part of my public my group my inner circle that will have never traditionally heard your voice if you hadn't positioned yourself to be at a place like this um, to speak to them so now for that person that is a leader that is a supervisor that's a manager that is somebody that's impacting somebody else's life right but struggle with tapping into creativity and will tell you i'm not very creative because there are people that feel like that and feel stuck what will be for you um, some recipes, some solutions on how they should maybe approach things or what they can do um, to help them unlock that um, way of thinking or that creativity that they have inside of them or what can they do to be more impactful? So I would say first, and I do this in a lot of my leadership coaching, we retrace steps. 
in all of our lives, we have a point where we can clearly distinguish when we felt creative. It might be elementary school, you know, middle school, high school. And, and I think it's really important, as you did before, reframing how we define creativity. What, what, was, what was that section of life where you felt like you're the, you're, you were the most creative and what was going on there? Part of the conversation is we're tapping into the fact that you're still in many ways that person or you still have access to that those components of yourself that you tapped into and discovering what the, that block is, what's keeping you from from doing that. It's really a mindset thing. Uh, the, the, the second piece is find community, right? Plug, shameless plug, content creators mm -hmm. universe. Find community of people who are at different stages of their journey. So you have people who are just starting off trying to figure it out. You have people who have been doing it for a while. And you have people who are pros in the game. Find a community of people. It is the hardest to try to do things like this on your own, no matter what it is. You know, working out, getting your finances together, becoming a better parent. It is hard to do it on your own. That word, that 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 idea of community is so powerful. So get around people who are looking to do the things that you're looking to do. And then the last one is, and I know this one's going to scare a lot of people, and it's okay. Do it scared. Do it anyway. Hmm. Start with minimum viable products, or can we switch it a little bit, JP? Start with minimum viable productions. Ooh. Minimum yes. viable productions so your creativity might be a one paragraph email that you send to your team every week sharing your thoughts your 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 creativity may be a 60 second sunday night instagram or tiktok video that mm -hmm. you pull some some thoughts thoughts together your creativity may be going to your pr your marketing team and say hey i got an idea I want to have more visibility in our business and to our customers, create a show for me, set me up for success, allow me to be great, produce a podcast for me. So what, what is the, the, the lowest hanging fruit? And, and I, and this is important because, because 1.0 is never the best mm -hmm. embrace <laughs> the messiness and mistakes of 1.0 and build i've started podcasts that i've ended that season was over or i figured some things out and i relaunched i started video series that i ended because that series was over or i picked up some new things or some new perspectives or or some new equipment and i, <laughs> I right unset that one and i started another one and the beautiful thing about this world that we're in now is as long as i'm telling the people where i'm going next the people who have committed to and connected with your message, they'll follow you there. If you let them know, this is where we're going. This is what the next iteration looks like. They'll follow, they'll follow you there. And not only that, here's a secret. And I know you talk about this on content creators university. When I've picked the audience internal or external that I'm looking to, to attract and engage with the secret, can I tell them the secret? Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> They will tell you the content that they want you to create for them. <laughs> They'll tell you. 
it's that easy, man. They will tell you, but that that idea of the mindset piece, how do I tap into again my creativity? That community piece, how do I get around like-minded individuals who are looking to do some similar things? And and three, how do we start the process of minimal viable productions? Let's get something out of there. Let's get something out here and let's try it and 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 tweak it. That's the reason why they shoot pilots of television shows because they want to see is this idea gonna stick and Mm -hmm. if it sticks we'll run with it if it doesn't stick we'll go back to the drawing board using Mm -hmm. the lessons from that pilot and create something new listen man this is so good man i'm gonna tell you right now i i've been taking note in that one thing that i will tell you my takeaway if you didn't take anything is why Pierre Quinn said, my takeaway from him is, do it afraid. Don't be afraid to do it afraid. Folks, we're going to start saying that in the Content Creators University. Don't be afraid to do it afraid. AKA, shout out to my man, Pierre Quinn. Man, this was phenomenal. I want to thank you for an amazing time. I know, sadly, we've come to the end of our show. But for the folks that are like, you know what? I want to connect with Pierre. I want to continue a conversation. I want to learn more and be social with him, network with him. Where are the places and spaces that you spend your time so they can learn and connect with you? Yeah, the second best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn, linkedin.com slash and slash Pierre Quinn. That's the second best place. It's my social media platform of choice. I hang out there the absolute most. The best place to connect with me is actually on my website, PierreCQuinn.com. That's PierreCQuinn.com. Don't type in Pierre Quinn because that's a photographer in Canada that I'm not related to. <laughs> gotta put the C between Pierre and Quinn, and that's how we'll get connected. Go ahead and hit that content, that contact page, and I'd love to connect with you. All right. All right, folks. You heard it. Uh, Pierre, for the folks that listen to the podcast, P as in Paul, I as in India, E-R-R-E, C as in Charlie, Quinn is Q-U-I-N-N.com is his website. And remove the C, just have an appear, Quinn on LinkedIn and connect with him. Pierce, thank you so much. I want you to stay backstage as I go ahead and close with the folks and I'll be right back with you. All right, folks, this is the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for connecting uh, with us on this episode. If you appreciate it, I want to ask you to go ahead and share this with a friend or family member that is a creator, literally anybody that is in content world, creating content, writing a book, starting a business, uh, podcasting, doing videos, uh, YouTuber, um, you know, cinematographer, live streamer, you name it, need this series that we're releasing every week so go ahead and share with a friend or family member and of course um if you have not joined me on youtube yet come on my youtube channel uh which is jp high tech reviews or go straight to youtube.com forward slash jp high tech reviews or go to my website simple jp um and you will connect with me there and let's grow together let's make amazing things and i want to hear from you if this has blessed you please send me a message all right go to my website send me a message on jphitech.com let me know how this is doing for you put a comment in the comment section say something uh let me know how you're feeling and let's all transform this world be blessed and i'll see you guys next time for another episode you be safe like i always say shalom Bye bye.